Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Okay, before we get into that, because we, yeah. we should hear this, I think we should just acknowledge for our listeners to to know what happened. What happened? Because yes. <laughs> um, we we were we were speaking, we we're interviewing Jason last uh, I don't know a, a long time ago now. How many weeks ago? Like, About four four weeks ago, four, I think. It doesn't matter the listener. Like and care. we had a complete yeah. computer meltdown, and we lost half of your interview or something yeah. like that. So uh, you might be listening to this podcast, and then there was this abrupt stop, and now we're here. And Greg's voice has changed. And, and my voice has changed, because <laughs> this time we're not drinking beer. Oh, you know what? No, you were. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, Greg, you were sick last time. I was really sick, so yeah. now oh, yeah. my voice So he's sounds... healthy, so that's what uh, happened. Yeah, that's there part we go. of it. So <laughs> Jason's back, and we're just trying to figure out where we left off. Well, no, but yeah, actually, we, we were talking about... The there's, there's some. It's great that we can do this half last half of the interview because um, Ready Arc has some services that Jason's prepared to talk about yeah. now that he wasn't, and in a true entrepreneurial uh, fashion and spirit, you know, you got to be careful what you put out there. And now you're prepared to put. So tell us a little bit about the services you guys are offering that you know was kind of, yeah, I don't know about a secret before, but you just weren't ready to reveal it. You know? Well, that's exactly it. I mean, it was it was a little bit too early in the development. We were still working out a lot of the bugs and stuff, anyways, right? So I, I just wanted to be sure that everything was going to work before I started talking about it. So as I had mentioned last time, anyway, since probably about maybe five minutes ago in the actual interview as it airs. <laughs> yeah, five minutes <laughs> yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah, five minutes ago or four weeks ago. Um, we train test welders. Uh, and certify them to very specific and and, uh, and highly specialized standards uh, through the industry. So, um, one of the uh, one of the pitfalls a lot of these welders come across is being able to travel across the country, and because that's required for a lot of them, anyways, right? Just looking for work, and if there's nothing here locally, then they have to go elsewhere. So, one of the uh, the biggest industrial hubs in the Canada is Alberta course. So what we've done is that with the support of the New Brunswick provincial government and the Alberta provincial government and the respective boiler inspection agencies that they have, we are currently actually pursuing Alberta's Boiler Safety Association certification to be able to train and test welders here in New Brunswick. And, 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 them- and this is countrywide? Yes. Like, would this be well, the center of excellence for that here in New Brunswick or? Yeah, I guess you could say that in, when re- in one respect because... Um, uh, they'll be able to test and be certified here in New Brunswick before they go to Alberta to work. It's amazing, man. That's and the, great. And the biggest thing about that is we will be the only private testing facility outside of Alberta in the country that's allowed to do this. So, so, so nowhere else in the country is doing this except through you guys. That's right. That's right. And that's that's what I've gotten. That's, that's the word I've gotten from ABSA in in Alberta anyway. Well, so. uh, for for your sake, this podcast might be 5 or 6 weeks out before airing. So, uh, <laughs> you know, if, if you found that you gave us too too much information, you could always tell us to resend it. No, <laughs> well, this is this is something I've been pursuing for about a year. Awesome. Really. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's been really, uh, it's been very arduous all the way through. I, I mean, bet. it's a very difficult process. Yeah. Um, I personally have to, I am now certified as a, as a weld examiner. Uh, we're about 90% of the way through getting my shop certified as an ABSA certified test facility. And once that happens, then again, I mean, because the way it works right now is that if a welder wants to go to Alberta to work, say in the oil sands or, or in any industry, pressure related industry, I guess, in Alberta, they have to actually go there and do a weld test. If they fail the test, they're, they're done. That's it. And a lot of guys do that. I mean, they'll go out there, you know, they'll do the weld test. If they pass, they get the job. If they fail, they have to turn around and come home. 
quite often it's on their own dime. So, you know, they're out their flight in a hotel and the whole, the whole deal, uh, once they, uh, once they get out there, not so often, but it does happen sometimes that the companies will actually recruit a lot of people from the Eastern Canada to go out there to work. So they'll be able to send these guys to our shop or our facility. You know, have them tested and certified before they actually leave and get on the plane. It's a big savings for the companies. It's a big savings and for, for the, the individual yeah. others. Yeah. 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 And what does it do for your business? What do you, what do you anticipate it doing for you? You know, like, um, I mean, I, I, I yeah. can imagine, but I just like to kind of hear what you're, because there's um, a reason you've been pursuing it for a year. Yeah. No, well, it's a bit of an unknown. I'll tell you, because it's never been done before. This is just an idea that I had. I've been able to uh, work together with a lot of the local unions, like the boilermakers and the pipe fitters. Both parties are very interested in this. They're kind of sitting on the fence. They want to see that we get the certification, but we're we're right there now anyway. So, But they do ship a lot of their guys out all over the country, really, but primarily to Alberta anyways, when they have left the big call-outs for, uh, for skilled workers. This is big news, isn't it? It is, yeah. Like, yeah. Is, is it ready for press release? Like, is it, is it ready for local media to pick up on this as oh, one of the good news stories that typically isn't shared. I think so. <laughs> All we hear is bad news stories. Well, that's, that's essentially true. But I think, yeah, by the time this, uh, this airs, uh, it's, we'll be done. We'll be done. I have one step left and that's to fly the auditor from Alberta back out here to oversee some testing here at our shop, perform the audit. And then we're good. Well, so. just because we we all acknowledge that this is all time shifted anyhow, mm. when that happens, let us know. Yes. And hopefully we can release this podcast around the same time that you make the announcement because sure. what a neat thing. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I, this, I yeah. think this is really, like I said, like there's so much interesting things going on here in our backyard that just go under the radar, especially in your field, you know, like in the field of welding and boiler making and all, mm-hmm. you know, all of that. We don't hear much about that in our it's, little entrepreneurial bubbles. It's not real glamorous, right? Uh, you know, it's, it's, these are industry, um, industry ideas and industry, uh, movements, I guess, anyways, that happen. For the most part, a lot of these companies that come up with these new innovative way of, ways of doing things in our industry don't go out there and generally publicize it to, you know, uh, to the no- local media or anything like that because the information gets transferred within the, the industry anyways. But I'm not the only one. There's an awful lot of guys out there that are doing a lot of the same sorts of things and are pushing the limits to what we're allowed to do here in New Brunswick just because... As, as you guys well know, I mean, working here in New Brunswick can be very difficult sometimes, and especially in the construction industry where it's usually either boom or bust. So you really have to broaden the foundation of the services and the things that you can offer to your clients uh, to be able to reach that level of sustainability, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to really um, level out the, uh, say, the cash flow, <laughs> mm-hmm. put it that way, mm-hmm. you know. But really, that's only one of the new services that we're looking to offer here now. There's a, there's a couple others, so if oh, I may. Oh, oh, give, it, <laughs> give it to us, man. This is it. Yeah, so um, one of the other things is, again, with the, t- uh, with the testing and certification of the, uh, the welders, I saw a need in the industry for record keeping for the testing and, and the certification of the welders. Uh, we have a large number of clients that come to us. Uh, well, say a, a large number of welders that come to us through general contractors or, or specific types of contractors anyways. What I've been doing is uh, building a database of the test records. I'm trying to keep this in layman's terms as best as I can anyways. But we have PDF documents of all qualifying records in the database that's completely searchable by any one of the contractors. So what we've done now is that we've given access to our database to the contractors so that they don't have to keep those records themselves. It just saves them one of those steps, right? Mm. So they'll come to us and there's a large amount of paperwork that's involved with all of this, like on, on the contractor's part of it anyways. I've already been doing this, so it's not added much of any work to my staff or myself to be able to maintain this database. You're just turning it it into a service. Well, that's exactly it. So we're providing a service to the contractors. Instead of them duplicating what we're already doing, we're just going to give 
them access to our database and cool. all of our records. And is is, is like, that a profit center for you too, or like is that is that a a, a revenue stream? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's another revenue no, it's stream. It's like document management, which is great. And it's well, fun, that's yeah. It's so funny how there's these really neat opportunities that that you know really in terms of the craft itself have mm-hmm. nothing to do with it, but support it. And what I'm hearing is. There's probably some a lot of opportunities for innovation because you know there's a, maybe I'm guessing and maybe I'll ask you the question: Is it an industry that, in terms of the administration around it, would be a little bit behind the curve compared to you know, uh, well, naturally well, tech companies? No, you're absolutely right, and that and that's true because just given the industry, I guess in general, there's a lot of the technologies that are out there that haven't been applied to this field really. I mean, I just happened to, to notice. Really, I was just lucky enough to be in the right position at the right time and to yeah. say that, you know, um, so these companies, they all have filing cabinets just full of paperwork. And yeah. if they want to find out, you know, who tested when and what their, you know, if they passed or failed or what their parameters of the test were, well, most of them anyways have to go digging through the filing cabinet. And like That's I said, I'm already I'm already putting this stuff in my own database anyway. So right. we've expanded the database, we've opened it up into a cloud system, and we're giving access to that. So it's you know, very, to, it's to very entrepreneurial. I was just gonna man. say like that. I love that's it. that's yeah. such an entrepreneurial approach. And, and, you, and you're making your streamline. You're making it easier yeah. for people to be more efficient, and and naturally people pay for those. Services. We all do. I mean, yeah. in a whole bunch of ways, right? Well, I, I, I it reminds me of my accountant. Let's use my accountant or financial advisor. I hate capital H keeping track of my paper. Yeah. But my, my accountant takes care of my T4s, my notices of assessment, all that. He's got it all. So I, I, I don't have to be afraid of where did I file that when it comes in the mail because I need that stuff on a regular basis. Well, not really, but when I do need it. <laughs> yeah. But like that is yeah. such a huge thing because we're living in a virtual world now where even holding it in your own cloud is still... It's still vulnerable because, you know, your files are all over the place. Having it in one spot, it's amazing. Well, like, and like you said, I mean, your accountant needs that information anyways. So why not? If they're already doing that, if they're already doing that step, uh, why not make it accessible to you? So, yeah. So why bother duplicating the effort? And I guess in that sense, that's exactly what we're doing. And you know what? It's, and I'll be really interested to see how this plays out, Jason, because, I mean, you never know, this piece of it might be the biggest thing. Oh, my that, God. Oh, know, that's, that, that that's just the be beginning, the actually. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but like, no, I've got a couple but, more, yeah. But, but meaning the, but meaning <laughs> the, the simple, but, yeah. and the simple, the, the, the applicability. Yes. And, yeah. you know, if you're doing it already and... And if you're an industry leader in that space, which is, you know, and you're saying it's real. Anyways, it's just so neat how yeah. how, how, uh, how a, a simple service can can revolutionize, Gosh, yeah. you know. That's and, that's where I'm going because I've, I've got, there's a vision here somewhere. <laughs> and uh, it's, and actually, and that's kind of funny because well, when, we, when I started with the database, I just wanted to make things a little bit easier. And then the more you think about it, the more you can apply it to different situations. And then, and it keeps going and going and going. And that's kind of where I'm at now because we've got a couple of other launches that are coming up here as well. Okay. So the uh, the second one is uh, we're calling it Ready Arc Renew, and uh, one of the things in New Brunswick is that uh, every quali- every pressure welder in New Brunswick has to renew their uh, welder's qualifications annually. With these guys traveling all over the country, quite often they forget, they lose their license or whatever happens. So it's fifty dollars a year for them to renew their license through like Service New Brunswick, much like their driver's license or anything. But if they if they forget to renew it, they have to retest. Retest is about three hundred dollars. Right. So they come to me, they spend $300, I get the provincial inspector to come in and go through the test. It's four hours of grueling tests, very difficult to do. Anyway, so why don't we just automatically renew their license? For and it's, bucks. Yeah, well, <laughs> actually, to be honest with you, it's $10. It's no 10 way. Yeah, yeah. Because oh my gosh, man. I, what, I yeah. mean, 
the way I look at it, I would rather make small amounts of revenue over a large number of people, but be on the, uh, on the good side of things. It's, I mean, we make money on the retest anyways, obviously. So the guys come in, like I said, you know, they're spending 300 bucks. We're going to make a couple of bucks off of that anyways. I never liked that idea. I never liked the idea of, of waiting for somebody to fail or somebody to screw right. up before they right. come back to see us. Right. So if we can, and we have anyways, we've got the numbers to be able to sustain the program at like $10 a head per year. On a, on like a, for the renewal on a $50 renewal license. So once they sign up for the program, obviously it's pretty easy, really. I mean, it's just, they, their name goes back into the database. Um, I get an automatic email once a month saying all these people are coming up for a, a renewal within the next 30 or 60 days. We take care of it. I send them out the, the new tickets and it's a done deal. They don't have to think about it again. This is, uh, yeah, you, you, so, you are a, a, a deep entrepreneur, man. Well, <laughs> again, it's just about making things easier. And I try well, to, that's it. I try to think about the welders, you know, um, and there's, there's more yet, but yeah, I was, you know, I was a welder. Uh, I was, I was the guy I was, uh, working for a general contracting companies. I was working for miscellaneous steel companies. I see what these guys got to go through to be able to make a living. It's hard. The, uh, welders don't generally live that long after retirement. You know what I'm saying? So uh, whatever we can do to make mm -hmm. their life a little easier. And, mm -hmm. and of course, as a business, we have to make some revenue off of what we do. But yeah, it's trying to make their life anyway, a little that, easier, right? That's the spirit of most of our guests on yeah. The Boiling Point. Yeah. Just like it's, not using business just to make money, but using using business to truly make a positive impact in our in our short period of time on this world, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you've got, you've got other, other things. Uh, yeah. I don't want to run too long. So no, <laughs> I know, love try this. To keep this is great. Going. <laughs> so all of this is going to roll into what we're calling now is a welder's portfolio. So one of the other issues that comes across, uh, with us doing testing is when the guys come in to do testing because they've been traveling across the country. And something to note is that each province has their own certification system for welders. So they'll come in there and they've got what I generally call like a, a lady's purse full of certifications from all over the country. They'll have tickets, you know, it could be from British Columbia to Alberta to Manitoba to Quebec or whatever. Anyways, and they're fishing through all this stuff, trying to find the relevant certification for New Brunswick. Sometimes when they do find it, it's expired and that's where the Ready Arc Renew comes in place. Uh, but now with the welder's portfolio, once they sign up for Ready Arc Renew, we're going to give them a portfolio page. They'll be able to upload all of their certifications, regardless of what they are, whatever province the, they come from. They can get automatic email updates if they're to be expired, going to be expired from out of province, like if it's an Alberta, Alberta B ticket or something like that. And then, but they'll be able to, with a login ID or um, a sign in and, uh, and a password, I guess. Uh, they'll be able to view all of their certifications that they have from across the country. If they lose that little purse full of certifications and that happens, you know, and it gets destroyed, some guys are taking pictures of them with their phone, which is a great idea, but then they change phones, just gets destroyed or anything like that. Or this stuff is all cloud-based. So they can just log on at, from any phone, any computer, anywhere, right. and see all of their certifications that they have and be able to download them as, as JPEGs or PDFs and print them off for the uh, for the given inspector. Good so, question. Well done. Yeah. <clears throat> are you taking advantage of or are familiar with the uh, the SRED program? I've Shred? never I've not heard of it. We really. should find a previous guest, how many I don't know, geez, maybe 25 episodes ago, yeah. is a shred expert. It's S R E D. And let, let, let's test our memories, Dave. The acronym stands for scientific uh, scientific research <laughs> um an education, maybe? Or? Something development. Anyway, any mm -hmm. anytime a company, this is so perfect for this, uh, invests in technology this way, mm -hmm. the federal government pays for 50% of your investments into it. 
Well, you can't so, see this on the radio, but I'm smiling now. Yeah, you are smiling. <laughs> so, but you have to track everything that you're, and you got to, sure. you got a lot before you start dumping money into this thing. Yeah. Look on SRED, mm-hmm. or or you can get you can get a um, we got the you can get, yeah you can get someone you, this actually this guy um, Ron Ron Drumbo's yes I'm sorry Ron uh, yeah, look, look up a, look up a Ron on the boiling point sure yeah. listen to yeah. his episode and you know what there's a whole bunch of tech companies in in the province that take oh, yeah. advantage of this yeah. it's yeah. great but it's, but it's, but in, in, and and I've learned a little more since yeah. that interview. And um, there are some nuances to the, sure. the applicability. So Always, it's, yeah. what it seems like, a, oh, okay, we fit, then you kind of learn maybe yep. it doesn't fit. Yep. And, I'll, I'll take a, and I'll tell you, and being a small business owner myself, uh, obviously, but I've discovered that there's a whole lot of support out there by the government, by the provincial government oh, yeah. and the federal government that most people don't really know about. Yeah. And it's not until you really get intertwined with somebody that's working in that industry or right. that area right. that you really start to learn about it. Right. A lot of people may be a little critical of the governments, be it federal or provincial. Um, but I think that if you really start to look and uh, and understand the supports that they give you, it's uh, it's, it, ma- it's really impressive you know to me, anyways. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree one hundred percent. It's massive, and and um, I think some people get frustrated um, because they think it should just be you know handed to them, and it's yeah. like, well, no, you got you got to make a case for it. You got to, I mean, because what and you know what right, I found right, recently, rightly so. yeah, exactly. Oh, really. But what I found recently is that. There's some grants and conditional loans and stuff, and in fact, the people that are are are, are su- responsible for approving them, yeah, they take it very seriously. Like that, it's public money, right? Yes. So while it's there, I just think you you also need to invest the time, mm-hmm. build the relationships. This is my experience, Jason, mm-hmm. with with the folks, like you said, in the um, in the various you know government agencies, yeah. uh, economic development agencies. So they understand what you're trying to accomplish, and then the funding becomes really available. So it's it's a real attractive part about doing business in this province. And, and yeah. uh, I think that the federal programs are great too. And I just found out what it is. It's uh, episode 92. Okay. If you can remember this, okay. Yeah. And it's our friend Ron Dorambozi. Oh, he wrote he a book. I wrote a book on this process. Yeah. Oh. But yeah. Ron is out of Ontario somewhere, and maybe Toronto, and he is the expert on it. But I, I'm saying this to you because there's other people listening as well that probably sure. should look into SRED because it's federal money that is available if you qualify. Sounds like this is the type of innovation that they would. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know yeah. enough. I know more about it now that would make. I would. I you, you do. I mean, if you do your due diligence, just like yeah. we were talking about earlier. Yeah. So we um we only have a short. This is a shorter segment. So I have to ask you, and I guess this is this. You know, you guys um would both be connected to this. In, in your bio, said his work has even been featured on the Real Houses of on the W <laughs> Network. So. Yes. So maybe we can close with that. Tell us a little bit about that experience, how you're working. Maybe start by telling people what The Real Houses Of is. Um, Greg knows it very well. I know it for um, some reason, but I love it. For some reason, but, um, but Jason can explain it. And then and then how you were featured, because um, you know that might be a... I mean, because people could watch that. How, Greg, The, the Real Houses Of? Uh, w Network, Slice, um, and Oprah Winfrey's Network in Canada. Yeah, you've kind of put me on the spot, because I was not featured. I was... Featured in passing, if you want to put okay, it that way. That's okay. So some of the, some of the work that stepping, I had to if do. You will. <laughs> that's right. Dude. Is that an industry yes. term? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was fortunate enough to be a part of a couple of uh, projects here that were featured on the show. That's just produced by our good friend here, Greg. So, I mean, I was, I was just very lucky to be at the right place at the right time. And um, uh, I'm trying to remember now, the first project that I was involved in that was on that show was the uh, Acre Architect had designed a house for... Judith Mackin. 
Well, oh, uh, before that, before that, it was the um, Mackay's house Mackay's and King's house and Kingston and the, the orchard. The name, pardon? The, the orchard. Yeah. Yes, yeah. there's there's a name for that house that they had Is it come up with. Tink, Tinker's Orchard, I think. Something. Yeah. Monica's uh, going to shoot me the next uh, time we see her, I know. Me too as well. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, so it's a beautiful, beautiful house that they had done on the, uh, say, the north side of the Kingston Peninsula and just incredible. Um, I was kind of tapped by by Acre at the time. That was my first project that I had done through them to fabricate the chandelier for the, uh, for over the, say, the kitchen block or the center island. That's what it was anyways. But it was, uh, and it was really unusual actually because uh, that was the first time anybody had ever asked me to make a chandelier that looked like an apple tree branch. And uh, they had some general ideas and as architects go, they generally have these interesting and, and really incredible ideas, but then it's, it's usually up to somebody like myself, I guess, to say, well, you that's not really possible or yes, that is possible. Or anyway, so together, uh, we came up with, uh, with a great design and, and a process, I guess, to make, um, uh, what she was looking for. So, so I was really happy. So about if that, someone though, saw that, was... that episode, they would see the chandelier. I'm yeah, thinking, yeah, right? yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and yep. yeah, cool. the real houses, like they do play the show all the time on these channels. Um, mm-hmm. it's the Atlantic Canada episode where we feature both of the properties that you worked on. That's right. Another yeah. one was Judith's. Yes, and Judith's house, and that was, uh, and that was another one. I was just very fortunate to be in the right place at the right time as well. And and again, that was through uh, Acre Architects and Judith and uh, Monica and Stephen. They wanted a very industrial-looking uh, set of stairs to go up in the in the uh, center part of the house. So again, we kind of talked about it, and they gave me an idea of what they wanted. Kind of worked it out as to how to fabricate it and how to put it together and to make it the final appearance to uh, to kind of gratify what they what they were looking for. And uh, again, it was a great success, and I was, and, I was and very it happy to be it. Truly, was featured in the episode because Judith, <laughs> she, it, yes. she's like one of my favorite things is hearing the footsteps of, of her dog, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was her footsteps going her uh, footsteps. up and down the stairs. Like, tick, I think tick, it was tick, tick, in, up and down the stairs. So we featured yeah. the staircase. Yeah. You know what I thought you were going to say? We say. You know, Judith was walking down and tripped on the stairs. <laughs> that's <laughs> not a good thing. Yeah, I know. I was gonna say, you wouldn't put that in, would you? Oh, I don't know why my head yeah, went that's there. That's a different channel. But um, that yeah. is um, that that's that's cool. So I mean, so you're an artist as well as a, I, a practitioner, as well as an entrepreneur, innovating and uh, artist is kind of loose in that term. I'd, I'd Ooh, say facilitator of ideas. Cool. <laughs> you want to put I think it that that's, way? That's good. So there how do people go. learn more about you? Um, learn more about the industry. Learn more about uh, or reach out to you to talk to you or maybe they have an interesting project that they're interested in or whatever it might be, Jason, like what would be the best way for them to, to learn more about you and, and your well, company? Oh, absolutely. Um, you can always contact me at the office. Um, as, and really the best way to look at the find us is, is would be online, really. Okay. It's uh, readyark.ca. Readyark.ca, yeah, okay. Yeah, and uh, all our contact information is there. And actually, speaking of that, there's another one is uh, we're having, having a new web page developed as we speak. And that should be going live here. In the he's next busy, month and he's so. about to go hike uh, uh, a very large, awesome hike with his family in a few minutes too. So yeah, the, the guy doesn't slow down. No, I'm Just, I'm glad you made it back for round two. Uh, we'll thank somehow you. cut thank this into one us. episode yeah. Yeah. somehow. And uh, yeah. this is great. Thank you so much for bringing such a, a, a refreshing uh, perspective into well, something we don't get to talk much about. Well, and, or and, and and for me, educating me in, the, in an industry I'm not, I'm from, I, I'm aware of, but not familiar, you know, nearly as familiar with as I should be. And it just makes you want to understand it even more, to be honest. Because, because sure. you know, like there, and I know we got to end here, but the really interesting thing is, 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 is uh, as I listen to, you know, when you talk about like structural um, fabrication, like, I don't know if that's what it's called, but, yeah. um, but the idea that, you know, we're, we're, we're constantly, 
um, supported by the work you do mm-hmm. and your industry does, but you don't often think of it. We, we often don't think about the humans and the energy and the, yeah. the brains and the ideas that went behind well, certification this and chair all, I'm yeah. Exactly, yeah, exactly. No, there, there's a lot more. There's, I'll end this on a short story. I was in uh, Alberta oh, about six or eight months, about seven months ago, I guess now anyways, taking a course, probably 25 people in this class that we were taking. It's a, I don't want to say a, uh, it's an upper level welding course. I want to put it that way. So it's very, very technical. I was only a, one of maybe three or four people that actually had trade experience in that class. Everybody else were PhDs and PNs. So there's their doctorates and, and hmm. engineers. Interesting. And I just wanted to mention that because that kind of gives a scope of the, the level that you can go to really gotcha. with welding. So right. it's, yeah, it starts with a place like our school, you know, to go in there, learn the basics, learn the welding, hmm. get some in-depth knowledge behind it, hmm. but it never stops. It really hmm. doesn't. I've been doing this for 20 24 years and uh, there's still numbers and levels of certifications that I have yet to achieve lifelong learning thanks man that's all found on the Boiling Point podcast (laughs) damn (laughs) thanks a lot guys thank you Jason great on thank you for having me appreciate it thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod to see more from Dave Vale check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale and to catch up with Greg visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter thanks for listening and remember keep that pot boiling Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.